dream of a world where all men are equal. I dream of a day when there is no more war. I dreamt last night about a nun made out of biscuits. Can you work out who we The consultants may contain small parts unsuitable for children. The maturity of the consultants can go up as well as down. Pooh, bum, willy, fart, Nietzsche. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm glad you could make it. Not, Not a, a problem. problem. I'm particularly pleased that you could come in today of all days. What's so special about today, Chesney? Well, gents, I'll be blunt. It's Christmas Day. Oh, no wonder the kids were crying when I dropped them off at school. <laughs> How could we have missed it? Ah, that was my doing. I casually altered your desk diary so you wouldn't notice the date. So it isn't the 55th of November? No. no. That's a relief. That's my wife's birthday. <laughs> you see, I thought it would be nice if we celebrated together with a little office party. What a winter wonderful idea. Well, let's get organised. Now, Willis, here's a list of party games you choose. What does that say? Oh, yeah, sorry, I dribbled eggnog over that. Um, blind man's buff. Oh, that's a relief. I thought it said bin man's chuff. I'm not playing that again. <laughs> you know, I remember a game I played once. I think it was a variation on hide-and-seek. Yeah, I had to throw your car keys in a hat. Then I had to hide in a cupboard. Eight hours I was in there, you know, by the time I came out, my wife was exhausted. She must have been looking high and low. Uh, <laughs> times. Oh, well. Willis, what do you normally do about presents? Oh, Harvey Nick's stuff. Oh, does he? Yes, I've trained that boy well. <laughs> okay, gents, let's have an office party. What happens now? Um, I'll photocopy my buttocks. You two have a drunken fumble in the stationery cupboard. Affirmative! Thanks, Willis. That was very enjoyable. Chesney, how did the pictures come out? Oh, <laughs> Take a look. Goodness me, what remarkable cellulite. No, that's corduroy. I kept my trousers on to save time. <laughs> yes, we did the same. Now listen. <laughs> For uh, entertainment purposes, I've hired a choir to come round and sing us all our favourite Christmas songs. All of them? That'll take hours. Oh, no, 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 no. As a Yuletide time and motion study, I've asked them to perform a super condensed medley. Oh, they sound like a very efficient choir. Yeah, but they're not really a choir. They're a Beach Boys tribute act called the Good Vibrators. Ah. <laughs> uh, there used to be a Wurzels tribute act called Cornish Pastiche, but the, um, <laughs> the work dried up, so they went the way of the surf. They assure me that carols won't be a problem. When will they be here? There's about 23 minutes and 21 seconds to go. <laughs> In the meantime, perhaps I could have a tinkle on the piano. Maybe I could do a poo on the drum kit. <laughs> oh, Chesney! Oh, how the weeping widow wailed as in the casket she beheld her poor late spouse in black unto Jehovah. Oh, undertaker, she declared, I have one wish now, he is dead, one final task to help his soul pass over. Please dress him in a suit of blue, of powder blue, the color of the cloudless sky, then he can fly to paradise and with the angels sleep. Oh, of course, the somber man replied, if such a suit can be supplied, then I will clothe him so before the Alas, he never owned a suit of blue, the widow sighed, yet I know true, thus dressed should he go off to meet his maker. 
Then I will find a suit of blue, of powder blue, the color of the cloudless sky. The undertaker promised as she wept and took her leave. And when to the mortuary came again the widow weary, she saw her husband in a blue suit dressed. Oh, undertaker, she cried loud, how peaceful looks my late love now. Now he can go lie down on Abraham's breast. Where did you find this suit of blue, of powder blue, the color of the cloudless sky in which he'll fly to paradise? The undertaker spoke. And now the widow passed this way, her husband in his coffin lay, all dressed in blue, a fine suit on his deathbed. Sweet lady, I inquired of her, could he in the black suit be interred? She did not mind, and so I swapped the heads. <laughs> Ah, Red Carnation, uh, you must be the chap. Um, hello? Hello. Um, I'm Deborah. Oh! <laughs> hello, Deborah. Sorry, you look very different from the photograph. <laughs> well, it's, uh, well, you know, it's an old photo. I've had my hair cut and, you know, so on. Oh, well, I, I'm not complaining. You, uh, you look very nice. Oh, thank you. So, oh, do you the, ever come here before? No, sorry. You go. You, you first. No, no, oh, all right, no, all right, all right, okay. Well, look, I'll come clean. I, I'm not Deborah. She's not well, so she asked if I could come instead. You know, you'd, you'd book the table and everything. Oh, well, that explains it. You know, you're not at all how Philip described you. Well, I, th I thought you were Philip. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm Alan. I'm Philip's boss. Uh, he had to work late, so he asked if I could cover for him. So, <laughs> here I am. Oh, well, well, it's nice to meet you, Alan. I'm Paul. I'm Deborah's stepmother. <laughs> so, has Deborah been on a lot of blind dates? No, I, I don't think so. Uh, how about uh, you? How, how about Philip? No, uh, this is his first, and uh, I think he'd be a bit nervous. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Well, well, don't worry. So would Deborah. Oh. Sorry, would you uh, like a glass of wine? I, actually, I've got a liver complaint, and red wine really sets it off. But, uh, well, Deborah loves it, so I will have a glass. Thanks. <laughs> well, uh, here's to us, uh, to Deborah and Philip. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I'm a liver. <laughs> Cheers. So, uh, what, what about food? Shall we take a look at the menu? Uh, let's see. Uh, steak tartar. Hmm. I'm vegan, but it's Philip's favourite, so I'd better have that. <laughs> uh, you know, Deborah's never sure. She'll have what you're having. So will I. So, what's Deborah like? Well, by and large. Oh, that's a shame, because I think Philip's looking for a smaller, entirely heterosexual woman. <laughs> no, um. No. Uh, but by and large, she's a she, she's a she's a pretty happy sort of girl, you know, easygoing. Oh right, right. Uh, I see. Um, this uh, this is all a bit awkward, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think first dates usually are. Another drink? Oh, go on then. I 
it? Yes. Yes. Now, I realise that clown school can be a very exciting place, but let's just have a little quiet, please. For the newcomers amongst you, I'm your form teacher, Mr. Dobson, but you will address me as Crazy Uncle Biffo. <laughs> this is the classroom assistant, Mr. Snuggles. Yes, 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 quite right, Mr. Snuggles. We must call the register. <laughs> Boo Boo, Bozo, Bungus, Dongo, Mook, Spangles, and Wacky Wizzo, the kiddie's friend. Good. Good, all here. Yes, yes, that's right, Mr. Snuggles. Boys. We have a new clown joining us today. This is Yubov Voricek from Eastern Europe. <laughs> trained in the Slavic clowning tradition. Say hello, Yubov. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> don't, don't worry, boys, he's just a bit different. I think his eloquent mime is some sort of semiotic statement, a sublimated social critique, if you will. <laughs> That's right, Zippo, it isn't funny, but we must learn to accept it. <laughs> now, yesterday you learned about custard pies. Can you all please hand in your homework? Very, yes, excellent custard class. But I think your timing was rather... Perfect, boo-boo. Ten out of ten. As a treat, you may polish my car until it explodes. Well, Philip doesn't seem that political, really, so he'd probably just do a shrug. Oh, well, well, well Deborah's very concerned about the current government. Uh, well, in that case, uh, Philip might just say that perhaps politics is best left to men. Oh, oh Deborah wouldn't like that. Oh, Deborah would get quite angry. Ah, yes. But then Philip would lean in and say, I'm only joking, it's rotten what they've done to the NHS. And then he'd say what lovely eyes Deborah's got. Oh, that's very sweet. And I like your mouth. Deborah would say. More wine. Cheers. Oh. Perhaps they should get another bottle or, um, or a coffee. Well, Deborah might suggest that Philip come back to hers for a coffee. Might she? Would Philip accept her invitation? Well, he might pop in for just one. <laughs> Now it's time to unwind and undress as we listen to another chunk of bygone yesteryear from the Consultant's Radio Archive. This week it's an episode of their powerfully unimpressive boarding school romp, The Boys of St. Batteries. It's morning assembly and the headmaster has an important announcement. Silence! Some, some, children. I hope you are all refreshed after your weekend exit. You will be pleased to know that during your holiday, all foreign exchange students have been incinerated. <laughs> if Mr. Forbes Butter has greased his Hammond, we shall sing <laughs> hymn number 182. 
the bill. <laughs> I think, what, Ho Wilson? How was your Lexi at? Eggy skill. I did canoeing, horse riding, and Papa bought me a tiger. And you? Oh, I hid in the police hole while Daddy sacked the gardener. Mummy cried and cried. <laughs> what a wheeze! Hey, look, here comes Pilks. All right, boys. Easy. My word, Pilks. You've got quite a swagger about you. Where have you been? While you ponced about your village greens, I went to Bogner and ate dirty chips for the weekend. And I ain't never had such a good time. <laughs> good grief, Pilks, you used the double negative. Yeah, and it ain't all I can do, neither. <laughs> he did it again. Cor, how are you doing that, Pilks? You mustn't let the headmaster hear you. Pa, he can't do nothing about it. And I ain't Pilks no more. I'm Pilky now. Pilky? I can't believe how different you've become. What with your earring, baseball cap and trainers? You're just like those boys who hang about the pier. Oh, yes. I'm off for a woodbine. Laters. Laters. Oh, isn't he clever, Wilson? So debouche. That accent is to die for. Yes. He's changed. But there's something about his swagger I just don't like. Come on, Rice, or we'll be late for divinity with Father Xanadu. And look at this chap. He has the head of a raven. Oh. Father Xanadu, are all the heathen gods naked? No, no, Rice, only the ones I worship. No. <laughs> Now, this jolly fellow is the god of kissing. Who's throwing chips? It's Pilkington, sir. He's got them hidden under his tracksuit. You grass, I'll cut you up. Pilkington! <laughs> Pilkington, put that compass down. What has got into you? Stuff you, Grandad. Ain't no one telling me what to do, Lord help me. Extraordinary. A double negative at the same time dropping an H. <laughs> I've not heard language like that since my missionary work in Hastings. <laughs> Something's wrong. Rice, Wilson, stand aside while I use my Hindu blowpipe to sedate him. Or oh, Miguli. <laughs> Anna spilt me cider. <laughs> Can you tell what's wrong, Father Xanadu? Hard to say, Rice. He still looks like Pilkington, but now he's got a swagger like a bookie and grammar like a tinker. <laughs> Can I have one of his chips, Father? It's been months since breakfast. Wait! The chips. Mmm. When I was in Hastings, a young boy got possessed by eating a dirty burger. <laughs> I'm afraid that Pilkington here may have eaten filthy chips. Chips possessed by an evil spirit. Oh, where's me trainers and me baby and me Siggs? Quickly! <laughs> I must exercise this demon before one of us catches a tattoo off him. Oh, I ain't done nothing. Let me go. Rice, I'll need my crown of bones, some hot blood and a bucket. Also, a bolt cutter to remove his bling. Right away, <laughs> Good. Now then, where are my index cards? Oh, yes, here we go. Oh, Ikish spirit, hear me now. Ah, get out of it, Padre. He's mine, innit? I command you, Vandal. In the name of Middle England, leave this child be. Ah, I ain't never leaving these cushy lodgings. 
Examine the sense of what you just uttered. You ain't never simply implies that you will. Ah, oh, no, you got me there. I wish I'd had some proper schooling. I say, chaps, I've had the strangest dreams. Some teddy boys chased me into a fun fair and then I played darts with a gypsy. My work here is done, children. Umgawa, and I shall see you in chapel. Welcome, Welcome back, back, Pilks. Sometime, children. What is all this rumpus? Well, well, why is no one speaking? Your dressing gown has fallen open again, Headmaster. Vive la difference. Now, will someone please tell me what's going on? Father Xanadu has just saved Pilks from a terrible proltergeist. I see. <laughs> Tall tales, eh, boys? Then I must flog you for falsehoods and rambunctious behaviour. You ain't never gonna sit down for a week. Headmaster! <laughs> some, some, you bleeding toffs. And a dumb, dumb, dumb headmaster. Eek! Ow! Ooh! Ah! Oh, 7.15, it's so early. Morning. Ah! <laughs> Deborah's made some tea. Sorry, uh, for a moment there, you frightened me. Did you, did uh, Deborah sleep well? Uh, yes, yes, she did. Me, um... Philip, too, slept like a log, but then, of course, he always does, probably because he has too much to drink, and then uh, it's a very comfortable bed. So uh, I imagine Deborah and Philip are going to be seeing a little bit more of each other. Um, possibly not. What? No, I'm afraid Philip's going away on business for a few weeks, and then he's going to be very busy and... Uh... Oh, well... Deborah would be fine with that, absolutely fine. Uh, Philip would say that he thinks Deborah is really nice, but... No, it's, uh, it's fine. <laughs> Deborah's always fine. Philip might suggest that they stay in touch. Um, email, perhaps. But Deborah knows that won't happen. <laughs> no. It's, it's fine with Deborah. Deborah doesn't mind being used. Uh, Philip would say uh, it's a shame that Deborah feels this way then he'd run out of words and say something a bit pointless and patronising like, um, thank you. <laughs> As he gently closed the door. <laughs> Mr Fujiyama, come on in. Thank you for being interviewed at such short notice. Although my name is Fujiyama, I am known as the Black Rose. Good, good. P please, please take a seat. The Black Rose refers to Stan, so he is ready for the enemy. Not a problem. Thank you for your CV. I suppose the first question I want to ask is, what attracts you to working in a nursing home? 
I have the strength of ten men and the speed of a deadly snake. Excellent, excellent, because some of the meal trays can be very heavy, especially on Thursdays, when it's lasagna. However, looking at your CV, I'm not sure that you have the right experience to be a care assistant. But I have trained for 20 years deep in the mountains, waking at dawn, eating nothing but rice and insects. Yes. Have you ever given a bed bath? No, but I have slaughtered 20 men with a goose feather. And what would you do if a resident, say, choked on a sprout? Naturally, I would conceal the body in the rafters of an old church. Right, well, thank you for coming in, Mr. Fujiyama. But to be honest, I don't know that you're right for the position. Oh. Oh. It's nothing personal, but the competition for the job has been very strong. I, I, I see. The Black Rose would be grateful if you could keep a copy of his CV on file. <laughs> Nurse, can you send in the next patient, please? Hello, Doctor. Hello, uh, it's uh, Mr. Gargantua, isn't it? Uh, Gigantico. Oh, yes, I'm sorry. I, I saw you last year, didn't I? Uh, about a boil, was it? Yeah, uh, that's right. And that's all cleared up now? Yes. So, how can I help you? I've, uh, I've got a little problem. Really? Yes. Uh, down there? Okay, something wrong with your foot, is it? Uh, no, Doctor. Down there. I see. Well, uh, let's have a look then. <laughs> what seems to be the problem? Well, is that normal? I would say so, yes. Oh, it's just that um, <laughs> I'm embarrassed now. No, no, d don't worry. I, I get a lot of this. Well, not normally this much in one day. <laughs> Everything looks fine and um, in proportion. But uh, while you're here, I should give you a proper check. Uh, can you just bring him a little nearer? Oh. <laughs> That's not that close. Oh, uh, sorry, Doctor. Now turn to the side. <laughs> Don't worry about that. It, it was old. Right. Nurse, uh, could you bring in the forklift? Thank you, Nurse. Just under there. Now, cough. <laughs> ah, that'll be the Choir Stroke Beach Boys tribute band. Ah, God rest ye merry gentlemen, I'm glad you could make it. Not a problem. <laughs> right. One, two, one, two, three, four. That's quite a small choir. <laughs> Up the heavenly 
angels sing Glory to the newborn king Whence the last looked out On the feast of Stephen When the snow had fallen Snow, snow, snow on snow In the bleak mid-winter wonderland Are you listening in the lane? Snow is glistening A beautiful sight We're happy tonight Walking Wences last looked out on the piece of Stephen. When the snow lay round about, deep and crisp and even, brightly shone the moon that night. Holy night, all is calm, all is spring. So bring us a thingy, 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 bring it out here. We wish you a Christmas And Ben Walker and the Good Vibrators. The producer was Will Saunders.